0: Have we taught the message of Jesus' greatness while ignoring the truths that he taught and the solidarity with the marginalized that he modeled that made him so great? Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 469. Our title this week is Loving What Jesus Taught, and our reading is from the Gospel of John John 14, 15-21. It's short this week. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and, the, and you are in me, and I am in you, and whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. So let's first deal with talk about this this spirit as advocate this week. I grew up hearing Christians interpret the, the Spirit as Advocate as some kind of intermediary interposing between sinful humans and a holy God. Today I, I reject any interpretation of this language that places humanity and divinity on polar opposites and a, and a mediator in between. I experienced that uh, bearing bad fruit in my own life, and I believe it produces bad fruit societally as well. This reading, remember, is from the Johannine community's version of the Jesus story, and we should remember that, uh, uh, keep this in context, okay? hold, hold this in tension as we as we uh, look at the language that's used here repeatedly over the past few weeks. We have seen how the Johannine community characterized the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders in a, in a negative sense, a- and we've also noted the tensions between Pharisaical Judaism and early Gnosticism. That that the Johannine community is recognized by many scholars to have been a part of, even if it predates it. It's a proto Gnosticism. So, so consider the following passages, though. Here in John, this is uh, the the the-the- the- these are the, the struggles that would have been on their hearts at that time. Um, being removed from the synagogue, remember, was a penalty for Jewish people who followed the Johannine Jesus, the, the Prognostic Jesus of the Johannine community. And uh, we, we see that in John 9.22. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be anointed would be put out of the synagogue in John 12.42. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess it for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. Again, remember the, the, the. The Judaism that we're we're looking at here would have had uh, just as much a problem with Gnostic forms of Judaism um, as they did Gnostic forms of of Jesus following. I don't think the priority here in the Gospel of John is is Jews against Jesus in the sense of, of uh, the the G, the Jewish Jesus that we see in the Synoptics, but rather this Johannine proto Gnostic version of Jesus that we see in the Gospel of John. John's Jesus also repeats this morning later in John 16, too, They will put you out of the synagogues. So, so in this context... Let's go back to that—that that characterizing the spirit as an advocate and what that would have meant um, to to this original community. They were being put out of the the synagogues. They were being charged. They were being brought before councils and 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 investigated and 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 or at least a hearing was being held. And and having the spirit as an advocate in this context, the spirit would not have mediated between them and God, but between them and other members of their own religious communities. And we have to hold all of these references, too, remember, all of these pejorative references towards the Jews, quote-unquote, in John. We have to hold that intention with the fact that, Throughout most of history, but the history between Judaism and Christianity, that history is not characterized by Jews persecuting Christians, but by Christians persecuting Jews. Again, um, the the Gospel of John was written when Gentile Christians wanted to distance themselves from their Jewish siblings under the Roman Empire, and all none of these references should be used today to to um, form negative thoughts or feelings or even actions toward the Jewish community by Christians. We find a different nuance in the synoptic gospels the early jesus community remember was comprised of those on the undersides and margins of their society who were in deep need of of advocacy uh, or justice they were in, in need of this socially politically and economically and, and this is the context in which i understand the work of the spirit as an advocate from the synoptic gospels to bear the most life-giving fruit for me today. The synoptics characterize the spirit as an advocate between humans and matters of justice. And again, by synoptics, I mean Mark, Matthew, and Luke. And and for the original audiences of, of, of those gospels, advocate would have called to mind actual legal proceedings that the elites in Judea and also the larger Roman society were initiating against Jesus' followers. In Mark 13, 11, it says, When they bring you to trial and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what you are to speak, but say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit, in Matthew ten nineteen through 20 when they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at that time, for it is not you who speak, but the fa- Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Luke twenty one fourteen through 15 so make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict, And Luke 12:11 through 12, when they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, the authorities, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. Again, the Spirit is advocate in the in the uh, Synoptics. It's 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 different than the way I was taught as Christians growing up, but it's also different from the Gospel of John. The John is the it's advocate in the context of of Johannine Christianity versus uh, Pharisaical Judaism. Uh, But in the Synoptics, it's even further different. And again, the Synoptics is where where I, I, I get the most value out of. It's actually these marginalized and those who are living on the undersides of their society, for fo- for following Jesus, they were being brought before tri- tribunals and trials and, 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 and there's this courtroom setting. And it's in this context that the spirit as advocate uh, resonates. it's it's it And that's the meaning that I think it would have held, at least for the original audience of the synoptics. They wouldn't have envisioned this as God against them and them needing. Needing an advocate with God, but as uh, fellow humans in society against them and them needing a, a spirit as advocate there. A, a representation of, of the divine that places God against us and us in need of an advocate before God, I think it ignores all of this context, and the, the, especially the social context in which these passages were originally written. And, and lastly, in this week's reading, we see an important if-then statement. If you love Jesus than follow his teachings. And to be honest, it's a lot easier to revere and to worship Jesus in word and song than it is to choose every day to follow the ethics and the values that we find in the Jesus story. In the Jesus story, we find a Jesus who who taught inclusion of the marginalized, resource sharing with the poor, wealth redistribution from the rich, nonviolent resistance for the oppressed, treating others the way we would like to be treated ourselves, and an ethic expressed through justice above all else, societal distributive justice uh, for everyone, where everyone is taken care of, everyone is cared for. It's much easier for privileged, powerful, and property Christians to religiously worship a Jesus who, who promises us a, a beautiful afterlife than it is for us to socially, politically, and economically follow the ethics and values that our Jesus taught um, as challenging but fruitful means of reshaping the injustices, the oppressions, and the violence of our present society. I'm reminded of of the poem, uh, "A Dead Man's Dream" by Carl Wendell Hines uh, Jr. Uh, and Hines, who, who who wrote this poem. He wrote this poem in 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 1965 after the assassination of uh, Malcolm X. After Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated three years later in 1968, th- his poem also became associated with Dr. King, but it's for both. It was originally intended for for Malcolm um, and, and became applicable to both of them. And I want to just share a little bit of it. Or shall, it's short, so I'll share the entirety with you. Now that he is safely dead, let us praise him. Build monuments to his glory, singing Hosanna to his name. Dead men make such convenient heroes, for they cannot rise to challenge the images that we might fashion from their lives. It is easier to build monuments than to build a better world. So now that he is safely dead, we with eased consciences will teach our children that he was a great man, knowing that the cause for which he lived is still a cause, and the dream for which he died is still a dream, a dead man's dream. So to apply this poem to Jesus of Nazareth for Christians— it leads to some pretty haunting questions. Have we simply built churches as monuments to Jesus? What images of Jesus that Christianity has shaped would jesus challenge if he were physically if he physically walked the earth today H- have we built a religion when we should have been building a different world a safe a compassionate just world big enough for all of our differences and where each of us treat each other the way that we would like to be treated have we taught the message uh, uh, of jesus's greatness while ignoring the truths that he taught and the solidarity with the marginalized that he modeled that made him so great. So so the phrases that give me pause in this week's reading are, if you love me, keep my commands, and whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Forget a religion or a gospel about Jesus for a moment. What was the gospel that our Jesus himself taught in the story? Are the things that we as Christians so The things that we're so passionate about, are those the same things that Jesus was passionate about? Are the things that this Jesus was so passionate about, the themes, the truths that he taught and emphasized, are they the centerpieces of our teaching and and action today too? Some Christians today are intentionally endeavoring to answer those questions in the affirmative. Uh, There are also large portions of Christianity that are known instead for their their hate and their bigotry. And for these Christians, the Jesus of the Gospels, even John's, for those who have been listening over the past few weeks, is strangely silent on the issues that they're most vocal about. And and the themes that Jesus focused most intently on, those themes would threaten their social privileges too much. This kind of Christianity has to avoid or at least deprioritize the Gospels because within those stories, we run headlong into Jesus' teachings. I have to allow myself to be confronted by this contradiction regularly. It is much easier for me to focus on the parts of the New Testament that subtly redirect me toward cosmological claims about Jesus rather than to Jesus' call for obedience to his teachings. I don't want it to be said of me that, that what I loved was the hope of heaven not Jesus, because loving Jesus means actually loving the things he taught and following them. And so, in the spirit of of this week's reading, I have to ask myself, do I really love Jesus, the political, social, economic Jesus of the Gospels, or am I simply addicted to the religious candy that, that my religion about Jesus offers me if I only believe? Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what are some of the things ta- that Jesus taught that you do love and you choose to follow? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And We we put out something almost every day there. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please like and subscribe to this podcast on whichever podcast platform you're listening to it on. And if that platform offers this as an option, please take some time this week to give us a positive review. That helps others find our podcast as well. And also, I want to share again that we're partnering in a new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Pastor Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the, the Gospel Lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and societal justice and our hope is that our talking will be just talking as in justice but that also during our brief conversation each week you'll be inspired to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice uh, check it out you might like it you can find Just Talking Each Week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at her Herb and Todd just talking. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification button, and and leave us a comment. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at RenewedHeartMinistries.com My new book, Finding Jesus, A Story of a Fundamentalist Preacher Who Unexpectedly Discovered the Social, Political, and Economic Teachings of the Gospels is also now available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com Right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.